is New Albion calling. New Albion calling. Good evening. My name is Theodore Pilkington Rhubarb, and you are listening to the ARC Light Program. In place of the usual show this week, it has been decided, by someone higher up the food chain than myself, naturally, that we should present a kind of best of the show program, featuring some of the highlights from the season just gone. After much discussion, it was deemed that this might be a stretch too far, so instead, here are a collection of the features that received the fewest complaints. Oh, and while I think of it, please don't telephone in during this show, since although I am here now talking to you via this microphone, uh, I won't be here when the show is actually broadcast, uh, which is a relief, really, as attempting to explain how the telephone-in thing works is such a palaver. Anyway, back to the show. Who remembers when we used to read out listeners' letters on the show? A rhetorical question, of course, since you can't actually answer me for the aforementioned reason. And uh, uh, now I think of it, none of them were actually from listeners anyway. Still, who could possibly forget this missive from Mrs. Twomble, her husband and her dog, on the hot topic of faggots? Dear Mr. and Mrs. Bubonic, We have always been fond of your range of tinned meat products, and my husband has always been particularly keen on your jerky. However, I could not contain my anger when Mrs. Brass Cobblers confided in me that you are intending to introduce a new line of gorgonzola and hickory stuffed faggots. There seemed no other option but to immediately call a house vote, and the result of this division was three to one against. Which in itself is odd, since our household consists of only me and my husband. I can only presume that he voted both ways, so as not to upset me, not knowing my preference. The other vote is still a mystery, but it seems most likely it is our dog Ethelred the Unready the Red Setter. Ethie gets to eat the majority of our leftovers, and Hickory tends to make him angsty. Although this vote is clearly advisory, we would nevertheless urge you to give up on this misplaced culinary suicide and consider other flavours, perhaps something with chives. We await your soonest reply. Yours faithfully, Mrs. Twomble. Rather than rely solely on listener contributions, which seemed patchy at best, later in the year we introduced a much more interesting feature, where the great and the good could pre-record musings of the moment. These proved to be much more educational and informative. Have a listen again to this offering from Lady Boudicca, and Lord Hercules of Cheam. Ah, good morning. Uh, I've been asked to share a few thoughts about our uh, many adventures and uh, some of the deep and meaningful lessons we've learned along the way. What are you doing? Uh, like I just said, sharing some wise thoughts from our explorations. Oh, tell them about the time I wrestled a crocodile. When did you wrestle a crocodile? Whilst we were looking for the source of the Nile. That was quite an adventure. Well, I don't remember that at all. I was probably at the bar. 
There was no bar. We were in deepest Africa. Uh, well, I was on the emergency brandy then. Anyway, I really don't remember it. Uh, what was the outcome from this titanic battle? Oh, a lovely pair of boots. Um, I'm not sure that's the kind of lesson I'm supposed to be sharing with the good people of New Albion. You should always have good footwear. Granted. But all the same, I was thinking uh, something more about enduring against adversity. Oh, well, in that case, tell them about the time when I wrestled the polar bear. When on earth did you wrestle the polar bear? When we were the first landed gentry to reach the North Pole. We beat the Prussians to it. Well, I certainly do remember that expedition. Uh, there was a rather nice porter, if I recall correctly. Oh, Sven, yes, he was rather hunky. No, no, uh, no, I, I meant the beer. Um, anyway, what was the outcome of that epic struggle? A lovely pair of slippers, I suppose? Don't be ridiculous. Sorry. It was a pair of earmuffs. Is this helping at all? Well, it's certainly making me feel thirsty. Actually, it's making me feel hungry. Well, I'm sure you can wrestle a kipper or something for breakfast. <laughs> but, but no, this isn't really helping with um, amusing for the moment, is it? Uh, we need a good thought to get everyone in the right frame of mind to face the day. <laughs> oh, I see. How about don't forget to tie your shoelaces? Very practical, I'm sure, but perhaps something more profound? Don't walk on the cracks in the pavement? Maybe something that doesn't involve feet. <laughs> we must have learnt something from our many years of conquering the wilderness, of being the first civilised people to tame the wild natives and helping them understand who really runs their countries. Our epic and age-old domination of the titanic forces of Mother Nature. And wrestling wild beasts into submission. That too, I suppose. How about always use a handkerchief and be nice to your mother? I suppose that'll have to do. So, in conclusion, when you have tamed the wild beasts of the outer reaches and forged onwards in a way that only a true new Albioner can, struggled with your inner demons and come out the valiant conqueror of all you survey, make sure you use your handkerchief and always be nice to your mother. Oh, that reminds me. Mother would like a new hat. You'd better wrestle a raccoon, then. Don't tempt me. Heaven forbid. Well, I'm off to the pub. Uh, have a good day, New Albion. Tatty, bye. Well, that certainly got me thinking. Again. Another very popular feature on the show, uh, well, when I say popular, I mean reasonably tolerated, was the lovely recordings of old Albion folk songs that were recorded by Dame Hildebrand Dilemma Spaniels. They certainly brought a tingle to my spine. Let's listen again to one of these haunting tunes. 
patrolling through the disgusting slums and villages of Albion, recording some old folk songs. Most of these have never been recorded before, and it's not difficult to see why. Sing now. Oh, but the keeper in the tree, Mrs. Mulligan. Oh, but the keeper in the tree, Mrs. Mulligan. I asked my brother Jim, but he said it wasn't him. Oh, but the keeper in the tree, Mrs. Mulligan. Oh, put a haggis in my vest, Mrs. Mulligan. Who put a haggis in my vest, Mrs. Mulligan? I asked my sister Flo, but she said it wasn't her. Who put a haggis in my vest, Mrs. Mulligan? Who put an igloo in the pond, Mrs. Mulligan? Who put an igloo in the pond, Mrs. Mulligan? I asked the local top, but he told me to off. Who puts an igloo in the pond, Mrs. Mulligan? Can I have sixpence? Go away! Ah, beautiful. I'm sure you'll agree. Others in this series, though, veered a little off the scale of haunting beauty and more into the area of what we shall politely call uh, vaudeville. How about this number from Mayor Flange of Treacle Dripping? Do you know anything else? Yeah, I've got one. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I don't care. Just sing it. My wife Doris, my wife Doris, everybody's had her, including Father Smell. My wife Doris, my wife Doris, everybody's had a rum for tea. Sing along. My wife Doris, my wife Doris, everybody's had her, including Reverend Fudge. My wife Doris, my wife Doris, everybody's had a rum for tea. Mrs. Mulligan. My wife Doris. My wife Doris. Everybody's had her, including Mrs. G. My wife Doris. My wife Doris. Everybody's had a rubber tea. Have a banana. My wife Doris. Desist immediately, you disgusting worm-ridden peasant! I'm not a peasant. I'm the mayor. Don't come any closer. I have a gun and I will shoot you. Hilarious. Now, as it happened, Mayor Flange returned a few episodes later to give us a moderately memorable musing of the moment. We've edited this one a little for brevity, but I'm sure you'll get the drift. 
Well, well, good morning. Um, I'm Mayor Flange of uh, Treacle Dripping, and uh, you may have come across me before. Uh, I, uh, well, I'll come on to that later. I, I, I wrote a song about my, my wife, Doris, which seemed to go down rather well. Anyway, well, actually, no, talking about my wife, Doris, um, because I have been asked to uh, share some profound thoughts with you, uh, lovely people, today, and... Um, well, uh, this reminds me of a story my wife, uh, Doris, actually told me uh, probably about a year ago now, on a, on a Wednesday, I think, although no, it could quite easily have been a, a, a Thursday. Anyway, uh, my wife said she'd come out of the house one day. Um, uh, well, when I say house, of course, I mean the mayoral mansion, which is rather large, and we just had it repainted. People, Some of the rendering had come. What is he wittering on about? Uh, this, uh, four has someone listened to this before broadcasting it to the entire nation? What? This is just nonsense. Uh, uh, fast forward a bit and see if he makes any more sense later on. I I found this quite stunning. I'm in fact I said to uh, Doris, I said you're talking absolute rubbish, Doris. Uh, goats don't go up trees. I, I think that's that's cows, isn't it? Cows cows up trees. Well, anyway, uh, either way, I I I'm not in favour of cows up trees. I find. Uh, the best place for cows, uh, or, or even goats, is, is is on the ground, usually eating, you know, straw and stuff, or, or perhaps in a, in a small shed uh, that's uh, dedicated. No, 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 this is still total gibberish. Honestly, this is so unprofessional it makes me weep. Whiz it on again and let's just hope. Anyway, we... ...of treacle um, for the village fate uh, that year. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember. Can I remember what year it was? Oh, I don't know, it was one of those years. Anyway, we would had these gallons of treacle and I, I remember this uh, incident in particular because that was just before the cow started getting these dizzy spells. And um, the thing with these dizzy spells is that I unfortunately then had to... No, no, still rubbish. Now, Mabel! I don't like to go... <laughs> who said to me that his fish uh, was bigger than my fish. I mean, I, well, I looked at him, I gave him quite a funny look. And I, I, I said, honestly, I, even my wife Doris knows that uh, my fish is bigger than your fish, Bob. And <laughs> he laughed and <laughs> I laughed. Um, and then talking of laughing. Wife Doris, my wife Doris. Everybody's had her in the, 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 the vet, Bob, probably, and everybody. Oh, yes, what a, it was a good song that was. I remember uh, singing that song over uh, quite a large flagon of mushrooms that I'd, uh, I'd carefully prepared over, oh, several, several weeks. I don't know if I really believe her. Up a tree, down a tree. Well, I don't know. I asked the reverend and um, he said he hadn't seen a goat up a tree. He hadn't seen any, any goats at all, in fact, he, or even really any trees. He'd mostly been in, in, in church. Dog biscuits! Dog biscuits, he was saying, and I, I couldn't really understand this. What, what he was going on about dog biscuits. Well, it didn't seem to make any sense. He doesn't, doesn't even, even have a dog, uh, the Reverend. Um, and and uh, this led me on to think about um, goats again, and uh, the application of goats and uh, goat sheds and so forth. And, um, and to this day, that is why uh, I found, and I believe, that you should never try and tickle a Trappist monk uh, with a kipper. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, I've been Mayor Flange. Good morning. Well, once again, I'm certainly being forced to think. Uh, mostly about my position here. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, who on earth can this be? Mabel, Mabel why is this ringing? Oh, we're not even on the air at the moment.
No, well, I'd better answer it. You can edit this out later, right? Well, I hope so. Ahoy hoy, Metropolis, one, zero, four, Theodore speaking. Theodore, is that you? Mumsy, is that your voice? I'm speaking to you on the telephone. Uh, Mumsy, I know this as I'm listening to you on the same. But, but why are you even ringing at this time? I'm not doing my program today. We're compiling a best of show. Best of what exactly? Your show is average at best. You don't even listen to it, so how would you know? Anyway, I can't talk now. I'm in the middle of a recording. Are you taking requests, dear? How about a nice tune? Something you can hum? It's not that kind of show. Who do you think I am, Luigi Engelbert? Ah, if only. Now there's a real man. Right, uh, I'm going now before you insult me further. Is there anything else? Well, there's no need to be like that, dear. I only rang up to find out what you'd like for supper. Oh, no, I don't know. How about beluga caviar to start, lobster thermidor for main course, and a selection of exotic continental cheeses for dessert? We're having faggots. Mm, what a surprise. Well, I can't chat all day. I have many things to do. Goodbye, Theodore. Do try and make less noise when you come in. Goodbye, Mumsy. Edit point. Uh, delete up to here. Right, carrying on. Well, that really is all we have time for. We do hope you've enjoyed this selection of highlights from the Light Programme. Next time we have a holiday special for you to enjoy. But in the meantime, especially for my mother, we're going to finish off with one of the wonderful pieces of music that we feature each week on the show. This one is the theme for Ellen Hall, one of the characters from Tales of New Albion, our serialized story collection. It's composed and performed by Charlotte Savigar, conducting the New Albion Synthetic Orchestra. Good night, New Albion. Mabel, myself and the team wish you pleasant dreams of a bright future. Until next time.